Welcome to the Solve for Greatness podcast with your hosts, Dr. G and Budima. This podcast hopes to inspire everyone to realize their own greatness, maximize their potential, and create massive impact. Let's do this. Welcome to episode 24, where we talk about Connor Scott and Jerome Lugo reflections. Gihan, are you ready? I am so ready, brother. Let's do this. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to start off today by just commending you on how well you took the accusations I made against you in the previous <laughs> episode. And I thought you you listened and you're curious and you just wanted to understand and you didn't take any kind of opportunity or liberty to tell me that I was wrong or I had the wrong interpretation of the event. And you're just, you're very empathetic and you, you just wanted to listen. So I just wanted to say thank you for that and uh, letting me say my piece. Yeah, it's it was a surreal experience for me because, I mean, if, for anyone who hasn't doesn't know what Budim is talking about, have a listen to episode 23. It was phenomenal with the Zoop boys, Connor and Jerome. Budim shared a story where apparently when we were in high school, he came up to me and, and told me that, he was contemplating suicide. And I apparently said... Um, what do you mean apparently? Allegedly. Allegedly. No, I take it back, man. I take back. <laughs> I mean, if it's not documented, it didn't happen. So yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, what, what did I exactly say? So I, I went up to you and I told you that I was contemplating suicide. And you said that, oh man, that... Um, people who do that are selfish. Mm. At the time, I think it, it's hard to explain what I felt at the time because I'm using the lens that I have now and looking back on it. And I suppose the lens that I have now is one of just a lot of interest and curiosity because it is a very different concept. It's a very different idea, but it's one that I, I've definitely heard a lot, especially in the Sri Lankan community. I've heard my parents say it too, where they say that when you're in that state, you're not thinking of anyone else but yourself. But yeah, I just thought Connor's response to it was just amazing. I thought he just gave the most empathetic and well thought out response to that question. And it was just beautiful because you got to see the perspective of everybody and it was different for everyone even though the circumstance was the same but the way that people experienced it was completely different their realities were completely different so he essentially i mean the crux of what he said the way i interpreted it is that from the view of the person that is contemplating suicide it's a very selfless act and for everyone left behind that he can empathize as to why that they would consider it a selfish act. Do you agree with that? Being in that position where you thought that suicide was the only way out, 
I think I have a little bit of bias <laughs> in that I don't think it's selfish. I actually think it's more selfish to be angry at the person who wanted to commit suicide or who did commit suicide because you may not have known what it was like for them. I think to think that that was the final, the only way out, you have to be in a very compromised state of mind. And that's just, for me, having gone through it, it's very hard for me to comprehend, (laughs) even though having gone through it, it's very hard for me to comprehend just how bleak the future looked for me. But yeah, I absolutely am grateful for the life I live now. And had I taken my life, I can't imagine like what impact that would have had on the people around me. And I think me wanting to take my life, it was to make the people's lives around me easier. <laughs> so it mm-hmm. was, yeah, it was... Um, that was the justification or that was part, part of the justification. Yeah, that was the justification. So again, like I wasn't necessarily thinking clearly or I wasn't being empathetic to the people around me. But again, that's me personally, not anybody else. But I completely understand it if other people were to see me as selfish, but I wouldn't consider that as selfish given that state of mind. I mean, knowing the person you are now, and I didn't really, yeah, I don't have that much, I don't have very little recollection of, I have no recollection of that moment in high school, yeah. zero. But I also don't have that much of a, reflect, a re- recollection of the type of person you were in high school, a little bit. And then definitely in uni, I mean, we had no contact. Yeah. But if you, if you were able to like sort of have a conversation with that former self, where they were thinking that the future is so bleak and that this is the only option left, what would you tell them? I'd probably tell myself the hard truth. And I think it probably stems from me not having a strong role model in my life when I was younger. Perhaps a strong male role model. I think I had a strong female role model in my mum. But yeah, perhaps not a strong male role model. I think it probably just speak plainly rather than some, you know, sit down with myself and just console them. I'd just say, you think that your life in it is in a particular way. Well, you're dead wrong. It's not. I think I would have probably told myself. But <laughs> I probably wouldn't... Um, oh yeah, actually, that was a really poor choice of words. <laughs> I only just realized. <laughs> I only just realized. Oh, man, that's really bad. Sorry. That's cool. uh, I, 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 what I meant was I'm you're com- damn I'm wrong. comfortable in saying that that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even mean it like that. It was like, what I meant was I'm damn wrong. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's probably got more to do with the fact that sometimes you just need to hear the truth. Like you just need to hear that it's not, oh, this is going to be really bad. But what I needed to hear was it's not as bad as you think it is. So like, sure, you think your life is over, your life is ending and, you know, you don't have friends or you... but you're thinking in a way that frames the world to a reality where there is no future, but there absolutely is. And I think it's just unlocking yourself to all the options that's available to you. It's very much a narrowing of your options that progresses you into that state of mind. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's probably what I would tell myself. But I wanted to ask you, Gihan, so if, if someone came up to you right now and told you that they're contemplating suicide, I mean, as a doctor, what would you tell them? Hmm. It actually happens semi-frequently. Semi-frequently. Yeah. I mean, firstly, I think it's a, as a general approach, it's just building a strong understanding of why and what, what that actually looks like. And just really understanding. I mean, that's sort of the mechanics of it, but I found perhaps at a deeper level, if someone is coming and telling me that there is by default hope and it is a way of asking for help because they didn't need to come and tell me that, right? They could have technically gone and done it and not told anyone. So that is quite exciting in a sense because they are reaching out. And at a very deep level, I try to position myself as someone who loves them enough or cares about them enough that I wouldn't want them to do that, if that makes sense. Like it would be a loss for me as well. So I, I recently had a patient who I am, I'm not sure how to help, I'll be honest. Like they've been coming to see me for, for months and just chronically suicidal, like just doesn't see much hope in their life, you know, has a lot of, lot of difficult things going on, you know, financially, not working, you know, really struggling financially, no real solid relationships. And constantly, you know, they tell me like, what's the point? Like there's nothing like is, what is the point? And um, recently, normally we explore it, but recently I, I just I just said like, if you do do something and you end your life, at the end of the day, it is up to you. But I just want you to know that I think if you do, it'll be such a shame because number one, you would lose the opportunity to express all the great things that you have and me and the rest of society will miss out on, on all of that as well, which is a real shame. And he was taken back. And then I was taken back because he was taken back. And I think I realized like, I don't think anyone's ever told him that. I don't think he realized that, you know? So it's a difficult question, man. Like it's all, it's very personalized. I'm very much a white belt. Like when people come and tell me this, like it's, it's really difficult. But at the very least, just to show them somehow that their life has value. Maybe that's a good starting point. Yeah. And it seems like you also went through the process of building a relationship with this person as well. Mm. A lot of it is trust, right? Like if you, if you spend the time to build the trust, then they are, you give them the space, you know, to Connor and Jerome's point of like you, you give them that safe space to say these things and be vulnerable. 
And I think you said it as well, like you have to be vulnerable, but with the right people. Yeah. So to become that right person for someone else is a special thing. And, and it takes time and investment and, and proof that you are the right person, you know, mm. over time. And it sounds like what you were doing was you're just listening. You're listening and you're telling them that what they had to contribute is of value to society. Yeah, giving them a chance to vocalize their story. And sometimes, to your credit with them, like sometimes I just say it blankly. Like, look, I'm not sure how we're going to do this, but just don't do it. And let's give, give ourselves a chance. I appreciate you want to do it, but just don't. <laughs> like, <I> just, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's actually, that definitely would have worked on me. <laughs> just, just give and us just a shot. Just don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. Man, that's sick. <laughs> I know, I know, I, I don't know. Oh, I'm definitely not an expert in this area. Um, I'm not a psychologist. And, you know, you obviously don't want to propagate the wrong advice, but it just sounds, there's a definitiveness to it that, and there's a confidence there to it that you just know that you want to put your faith in this person, you know, when they say, look, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do, but let's figure this out. Yeah. Maybe they just haven't heard that. Mm, that, is, that that's an option. <laughs> yeah, that, that's an option, you know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. So I think one thing that the Zoop Boys have created, which I am deeply in love with, are these real talk cards. So I got my hands on some of them right now. And they are designed to create meaningful moments between people and friends and strangers. Do you want to create some meaningful moments with me, bro? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Let's do it. So describe the last time you failed. Oh, the last time I failed. Oh, I reckon this morning I was supposed to get up and go to the gym. But I didn't. And why I considered that a failure was because I actually went to bed early last night. So, <laughs> so that's kind of what was fresh on my mind. And for everybody at home, before we started this episode, Gihan asked me, what was the best thing in my life just before? And I, I kind of wanted to tell him about the fact that I didn't go to the gym, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just save it for this one, this episode. But I reckon, I reckon, yeah, that was probably the last time I failed. Mm, that's pretty fresh. <laughs> yeah, it's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? When was the last time you failed? Yeah, I find this question difficult to answer because I'm not sure I believe in failure anymore. So I have to like, yeah, I guess you know what I mean. Like, it's like. If we use it as something where things didn't go the way I planned, you want to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had a patient last week and I was uh, a bit sleep deprived. I mean, it's, it's been slowly building up for various reasons over the last few weeks. And she came to me and she was completely distraught. And I've only met this person like twice. 
crying, bawling her eyes out, not quite making sense, a bit irrational, just like really overwhelmed with life. And like, this is not an outward failure. So no one would have seen this outwardly. But internally, some of the thoughts that I had to battle in my head was like, oh, I'm so tired. Like, I don't know if I can handle this as well today sort of thing. And I guess a, a failure of thought. It's, um, you know, I had to really battle that that day, you know, and, and really reframe it and try my best to reframe it. I'm not sure if I did to the fullest extent because I, I still wanted to give my best to this person. But yeah, th- those thoughts were crossing my mind and they probably wouldn't have noticed. But I would still... Yeah, I mean, just for someone that like really holds service as like service is one of my big values. Happiness is one of my big values. I mean, I I can't control those type of thoughts; they just pop up, right? But I still thought, ah, it's not the ideal thought to have when someone wants your help, you know. But mm. yeah, absolutely. But it seemed like you took that as an opportunity to hold yourself accountable to your values. Again, it's mm. reframing it. But I mean, come on, like. <laughs> It happens to everyone, man. <laughs> it happens to everyone. That's what makes it so relatable because there are days where you just can't, you are sleep deprived or your back's hurting you or, you know, you've got this pain in your chest or something. I don't know, like whatever. Or you've got this massive headache or migraine that you lose the parts of yourself that can, that can control and, and regulate your thought patterns. But the fact that you noticed it and recognized, yeah, I still want to give my best to this person. You know, maybe you might disagree with me, but I think your best is different every day. Yeah, outwardly, yeah. I don't think your best is a standard that you... At that that one level, yeah. I think your best is different every single day. But it means that you're giving, you're choosing to give your best self to the world or to a person or... Yeah, I think I think that's that's incredibly noble, and and the fact that you can notify, well, not so much notify, but acknowledge that in yourself, is a sign of someone who's very self-aware. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. I mean, I, I think I would have would have had a probably better quality of action, better quality of result if I was having higher quality thoughts. But I mean, like you said, it is what it is. Like in that moment, for whatever reason, sleep or whatever, you know. Even if it wasn't sleep deprivation, it is, it was what it was. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. It's just, just the circumstance. All right. Next question. And I'm happy to answer this one first, if you like. <laughs> yeah. Um, when did you last cry? Oh, wow. So this is getting heavy. I'm, I know. <laughs> and it was <laughs> recent. And I'm just wondering, because it, it involves other people, so I'm just wondering whether it will... Maybe I'll de-identify it in a way that it's hard to track, but I'll, I'll still tell you what happened. So someone I care very deeply about fell sick recently. And when they did fall sick, it made the last few months make much more sense. You know, They were having sort of like various symptoms that I, so I'm, I'm not their regular GP, but I mean, especially like 
Sri Lankans or like, you know, they, they take that opportunity to get advice when they come over or while they're having dinner and stuff. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. And when that person fell sick, I was really distraught temporarily because I, I felt like I let them down. Like they put their trust in me and I let them down and I like completely bawled my eyes out. I was like, oh, you know, I just let someone I really care about down. And then recently I've been taking a lot of ownership and guiding this person through their sickness. And we had like a really big win. And I mean, this is, a, you know how I, don't really, I value feelings very differently to most people, right? I feel it, I embrace it, and then I let it go. And one thing I wanted for this person was I had a very specific result in mind. And I've reverse engineered the thinking and actions that are required to get there. And I've just lived there for the last few months, just, just completely obsessed with this. And we had this huge win. And I finally just like broke down, like I went for a jog and I broke down and I was, I try not to take any credit for these sort of things. And most of it had nothing to do with me, but I did have some one percenters that I added to make sure that things went well. And I just, I think I just cried because I was like, oh, like I'm actually really proud of myself. Like that, there were moments where I've contributed to this, this person that I love like deeply and, um, it's really made a difference, at least a small difference. So I let myself have it for once. <laughs> but yeah, man, that, that's the last time I cried. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> last two times. Man, that's, that's... Wow. I'm sure that that person knows it too. I think you're being quite humble and just downplaying your involvement, but I'm pretty sure that person knows it as well that you made a massive difference and that you were there. Mm. No, thank you, man. Thank you. What about you? Damn, I was hoping you forgot. Forgot <laughs> 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 to ask me. <laughs> Actually, it was yesterday. <laughs> really? I didn't, I didn't cry. I just, I got really, I don't like to cry. <laughs> you don't like to cry? Yeah, I don't, I Do you have a it. choice? Can you just like... yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I just stop. <laughs> I, I, the, the tears go back into my eyes. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I really don't like to cry. So whenever something happens, I stop talking about something that's going to make me cry or just... Anyway, I don't like it. Um, but, but it kind of happened yesterday. Um without going into too much detail to protect, you know, the person that I was talking to. I was sharing some experiences I had from my childhood and, you know, some of the childhood trauma that I have and how that has shaped me into the person that I am now. And just the experiences that I had with my parents and and the different experiences that my siblings had was just a little bit emotional. Hmm. But you didn't cry. No, I, well, 
It was close. <laughs> it was a, it was a near it was a near miss. <laughs> no 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 no. My my eyes uh, my eyes welled up. Okay, gosh, uh, do I have to define it? <laughs> no, 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 my eyes. Yeah. No, look, my eyes welled up, but nothing popped out. Yeah, nothing popped. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't technically crying. Whatever the technical definition of crying is, it sounds um, like you were teary. Yeah, but yeah, no but, but I would have. I definitely, if I kept tell, if I kept talking, I definitely would have. Definitely, yeah, it, like uncontrollably. I see. It's like it, it doesn't take. It takes a lot for the for there to be, you know. But w- once there's cracks on the damn wall, it's like a flood. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. That's great. That's great. <laughs> and the last question: When? So just to, just to change the the vibe a little bit. When was the last time you shat yourself? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I honestly cannot remember. <laughs> that's just that's that's seriously not something that I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an option. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> God, when I I seriously have to think about this. When have I shut myself? <laughs> when have I shut myself? <laughs> uh, oh, that is just not something I do, and 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 that's okay. <laughs> Do you, do you know? Maybe that's yes, right. unfortunately. Yes. Go go on, go on. It's unfortunately not as long ago as I would have liked. <laughs> yeah. So uh a few years ago, probably more more than five years ago, we, we went to Sri Lanka and I don't know how what your experience of Sri Lanka is, but pretty much every single time I get gastro. Every single time. Really? Yeah. My my stomach is just not it's just not made for that that environment. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say, huh? <laughs> what do you mean? So anyway, that was fine from the perspective of this question. <laughs> but then <laughs> we went to uh, Fiji and I was still sick. And <laughs> I remember I was sleeping and then I had to go, like diarrhea, and then I went. And then... Um, I can't believe I'm telling this story. And then um, uh, there was uh, <laughs> there was a moment. <laughs> there was a moment um, where there was a fart, but there was also some some cheeky follow through um, that, that 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 lost that was I was just not able to control. You know, okay. I mean, as you said, like. A few cracks in the damn wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, pun intended. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is, man. Like three or four in the morning. I was like, it's messy. Yeah. Messy yeah, than I would have wow. in Fiji. That it, look, admittedly, that's happened to me too. Just n- not the gastro or the I've had the runs and they kept running <laughs> no, no 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 but it, when 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 i think it's like it, when i think it's going to be like a, a cheeky fart and it ends up being 